Hey guys, Allie Clifton from the Road Trip and Podcast here. As you know, getting comfortable and settled for my new lifestyle here in LA. It's taken this Midwesterner some time, but definitely worth it now that it's all coming together. If you're like me and want to change of pace and you're ready to take the next step, the nerds at NerdWallet are here to help you make your dreams a reality. NerdWallet's team of nerds research hundreds of the top credit cards, mortgages, and more so you can easily compare and find what's right for you. Maybe you're looking for a change of pace, a home big enough for you and your family to grow with a basketball hoop up front so you can practice your three-pointer. NerdWallet can help you compare and find the smartest mortgage rate to get some room for you, your family, and your hoop streams. Ready to compare your way there? Take the first step by discovering the smartest credit cards, mortgages, and more today at nerdwallet.com. I was eating so much In-N-Out burgers my first couple of years. Yeah, I was just like, <laughs> it felt so good to have a burger and not worry about like training, not worry about how your body yeah. feels. And, I, and then I, well, I turned around, yeah, I was 300 something pounds. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> Welcome into this edition of Road Trippin' with RJ and Channing. I'm your host, Allie Clifton, Richard Jefferson, Channing Fry. Um, so excited to have a guest, uh, but on top of that, this guest, uh, one of my favorite human beings that I've gotten to know over the last several months, especially working with him at Spectrum. He's an NBA champ. He's a man of many, many talents. Um, we're going to dive into it all. He's the host of Metaphorically Speaking. What a title. We thought Road Trippin' was great. His name, Meta Sandiford Artest. Shout out Meta. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Thanks for having me. It's good to be back. Uh, Ali, I know we did a lot of things on television. And good to see Shannon and Richard, uh, my <laughs> colleagues. My <laughs> guy. Yeah. Richard, rookie year. It was, I remember rookie year, we was playing in the playoffs. I think it was your oh. rookie year. Yeah, it was worse. It was it was the worst one of the worst worst experiences of my life. I had Oh, let's dive the, in. The, one of the <laughs> one of the worst Well, okay, so Indiana, they make a trade to get to get Meta and Brad Miller, basically two all-stars and defensive player of the year to add to Reggie Miller and uh, Jermaine O'Neal and and all that crew. So no, they, no, no. There was you're missing some bit. Al Harrington was he yeah, on that but team? They, but there, there were so many. Steve, I think Steve Jonathan Bender. Stephen might have. But the point was, oh, so was nice. they, they they made that trade in the middle of the year. So they so they like got to the eighth seed. Ultimately, like the next year, I think they were like the number one seed. So they shouldn't have been the eighth seed. They were like the most talented eighth seed. We were the number one seed. So we go to. A, game five which is basically a game seven so game seven we're down by three or, or we're up by three i get the rebound with one two seconds left to go in the game they foul me i smoke both free throws Ooh, reggie, trash. Reggie, oh yeah reggie hits a half court <laughs> shot reggie hits a half court shot after the buzzer and it goes into double overtime this is in the first round if we lose oh. this game we don't have a finals run we don't do anything, and our season has failed because I didn't close out the game. But that was also the game that the NBA, it was one of the big reasons why the NBA started doing uh, replays and why they started doing the red lights is because in the game they counted it, but upon replay it was still in Reggie's hands. So our season could have technically been over on, on a shot that shouldn't have counted. Wow. But, yeah. Yeah, just, <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't give a crap about your damn free throws, Richard. I smoked two free throws, bro. I promise. Like, like Byron Scott tried to play me in the overtime. He tried to play me in the overtime, but he was like, "Yeah, I looked at you, and you, your face was gloss." Like, I was like, because like my life was flashing before my eyes. I'm like, "Yo, I just missed two free throws, and if we lose, we're gonna lose in the first round because I missed a free throw." Like, oh, yeah, that's the worst feeling. Oh, Meta, what do you think? I think people sometimes just go, "Oh, Meta, the Laker." But I remember Meta, the guy who averaged 25, and the guy who was like a walking bucket. You were basically like a, a bat out of hell driving to the hole every damn time, and nobody felt like dealing with you. Yeah, but he was a bat, he was a bat that was built like a bull. Yeah, that's bull. what I'm saying. They were like, Channing, go get him. I said, what am I doing with that? What am I doing with that? But like, what do you think your best version was of yourself? Like, what team? I, I think my best version, like, was probably Houston. Yeah, I was gonna say. Was probably Houston. You were. <laughs> I was cooking. It was crazy because that season, um, we had T Mac, we had Shane, and then um, so I was coming off the bench. I was only playing like three minutes a game, actually, the first like twenty games. Then T Mac mm -hmm. got hurt. When T Mac got hurt, I came in and I was, you know, I came in averaging like twenty, 
and then we took playoffs. <laughs> but I was on the bench. It was the worst possible. Like to start that season was crazy because I wasn't even playing, and I'm just yeah. getting. In. I remember I got in the game with like two seconds left. I was like, oh my goodness. Oh, my that's the worst. That's the worst. Garbage time under two minutes for an veteran, old fella. Veteran garbage oh. time. Veteran garbage time is like. Yeah, the the first time you start having to do that, that that's that's. Uh, <laughs> there is garbage time etiquette. I know I've reached this or talked about this, but the young guys who come in driving trying to get fouls, I'm a, I have to fuck you up. Yeah, I gotta let you know, jump <laughs> shots jumpers. only. Shoot jump. Jump shots only. My knees. I'm already. I probably iced my knees at halftime. I've already <laughs> taken a shower because I know I ain't going in the game. Laces barely laced up. I'm not trying to get hella sweaty. Shoot the jumper. Let's jog back and forth and talk about what we're doing afterwards. That's a, that's we we don't need all this. You ain't getting no more minutes because you scored six on me in three minutes. And nobody cares. You already won. You no, already no, won. but there is there is that there is that. Like, so what year was that for you? What year was that for you, Meta? I was uh, that was 2008-09 season when I was with the Rockets. So like yep. nine or ten, nine or we ten. We had a hell of a team too. That was uh, yeah. oh, that y'all beat the junk out of us in Portland. Yeah, but didn't isn't that wait nine and ten? And then you went to then you went to the, the Lakers after, right? Then went to Lakers after. But that's but that's okay. So the point that I'm trying to bring up is like, man, people don't understand like those garbage time minutes. Like you got to figure out what you're gonna do because like <laughs> like you kept yourself ready, you kept yourself in shape, and then and then T Mac gets hurt. You start balling, and then ultimately that next year, like you know, the way you performed is also what got. I don't want to say got you to LA, but yeah. like at the beginning of the year, if someone told you you would have been hitting, you know, game, you know, game clinching shots in the finals, right? Like you'd have been like, dude, I'm not even playing for the Rockets right now. Right, right, like, right. People don't understand that mindset is a is. Bro, you just got to keep plugging away and just hope something changes. Well, you sometime. did that. You, you did that too because it was times where. You know, you had a point in your, your career where you wasn't playing a lot, I think, and yeah. then you came back yeah. ready. Golden State, yeah, Golden State, Golden State. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. playing. Golden State, I wasn't playing, and I was like, dude, this shit. Utah, you wasn't playing. No, that's not true. I started eighty-one games for Utah. <laughs> Hang on, but Meta, we Meta, sucked. you've you've actually shared with us, you shared with us, like on our network during like commercial breaks or whatever when we we're having small talk about that transition and how it wasn't easy for you. Oh yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't easy. It actually wasn't because I was 29 years old. I was in my prime, so I'm just trying to, you know, get another check. So I, I get to the, <laughs> you know, I, mean? I try to get another check. <laughs> I get to the, I get to the Lakers the next year, and I'm like, all right, I know I'm not gonna average 20. I'm probably, you know, maybe 10, 11, and it was, it was like seven, right? <laughs> so I was like, my career is over at 29. I just accepted it at 29. I'm like, yeah. it's over. I'm playing with Kobe, RIP Kobe. I'm playing with Powell. And then Bynum's an up and coming dude, and I'm a team player anyway. So like scoring was never like the main thing for me anyway. So I, it, it was easy to accept, but it was difficult because I was just averaging 25 against the Lakers in the playoffs. I remember uh, there was a moment. So like in 0809, I wasn't playing for the Blazers, but then we end up playing Houston in the first round, right? So then Travis Outlaw, Lamarcus, and and uh, Joe Prisbilla. We're getting barbecued by Yao. So they were like, Channing, go in. I said, Channing, go in and do what? Said, what am I doing? What, what am I doing? You ain't played me all year. I asked for a trade, and now you want me to play Yao and get mad that I can't guard Yao Ming? You better stop it. So then the next year, obviously, leave Portland, go to Phoenix. We meet the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals, and Ron caught that damn air ball oh. that ruined our life. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so I remember we were watching film, and I remember, uh, I don't know if it was like in a press conference or you yelled it at Phil, you took a three, just like, you know, a regular Ron Artest three, and Phil was like, pass it. And you go, man, I averaged 25 last year. <laughs> like running down the court. You know how hard that is? <laughs> like, I mean, you guys probably know, because you know, if you're not like the volume shooter, you're not the man on the team, if you're not getting your shots up, you know, you just you just never know when you're gonna catch fire. So, yeah. but you got to take the yeah. in rhythm shots. It was times where the Lakers, the, the fans would just boo me. Don't shoot! <laughs> I got the ball, you know, wide open at the top. <laughs> no, don't shoot it. <laughs> Hang on, let me ask this. Let me ask this, this I, question. I, I, Wait a second. Probably, we're gonna go into the same thing. 
Laker fans have Probably always booed good. their players? No. They oh, just grumped. Just run. No, because they yeah, just run. No. What'd you say? Okay. I got booed a lot when I was shooting. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm okay, I'm but shooting. I don't know what else to do. <laughs> Yo, but like, like, my favorite thing is like, they say it's like, no, it's not my job to stop doing what I'm doing. It's the coach's job to take me out. Like, I'm going to yeah, shoot. Oh, for sure. I'm like, like, I'm going to shoot or I'm going to do the things that I believe I need to do. And then if the coach doesn't like it, he's going to take me out. I don't care if the fans are booing. If coach tells me to take this shot or do this, and then, like, every once in a while it's like, well, you know, I'm going to shoot this shot right here. I'm going to shoot this shot right here, and hopefully it goes in. Because then, you know, that's why they're like, oh, you know, if he makes if he makes a couple of shots, it could be a problem. But, like, when you look at this, and, and, and Meta, I know you're, uh, you know, your your focus is different. When you see a guy like Russell Westbrook who's gotten so much, you know, kind of media heat, and he's from LA. This is his hometown. He played at UCLA. And look, he's like he's what, 31, 32? Yeah. So, so like he's old so he's older now. But I'm saying no, he's, he's older like now. 32, like, 33. 30, but I'm saying yeah. he's old he's a little bit older than you were. But like how did you handle that? I know you I know how you handle it, but like tell the people how you handled that because you could see Russ and even I think AD at times ha- is starting to feel, you know, a certain, you know, way about some of the criticism that might be coming from like the fan base of the fucking Lakers, which is huge. Yeah. Well, you know like I mean, if you're playing with Kobe, he if he pass you the ball, he going to want you to shoot. You can't pass up an in rhythm shot. You know, yeah. so that's the only thing you can do is not worry about what the fans are saying. Just Worry about the flow of your, the game and the flow and what your team wants to accomplish. You know that ball swing, swing, swing. You got to just stay in rhythm, and and you might make some. You know, in those in rhythm shots, you get the offensive rebound. So that's a lot. What Phil Jackson was saying. He was like, even though you might not want to take the shot, you really contradict yourself. But even though you might not want to take it, it's in rhythm, and then the ball comes off for go offensive rebound. So that's why I was just trying to shoot it, and then you know, buying them to get to clean it up, and you know, power clean it up. They were huge, bro. Lamar. Lamar they were, dude, yeah, yo, they, they were the so big. We had to go in a zone. Dog, they had the biggest <laughs> team. Hey, we we went uh when we played them in the Western Conference Finals, talk about getting booed. I'm from Phoenix, playing in Phoenix. We were supposed to be tenth in the West. We make the Western Conference Finals. We sweep the Spurs. I'm on fire. We beat the junk out of the Blazers. Obviously, that feels good because that was there last year. We play y'all. And to go from, you know, the, the the Spurs weren't as tall as y'all. So, like, the rotation was different when you would guard me and then Lamar Odom would swing to me. And I'm like, ah, oh, damn, this is another seven-footer. Or, like, Pau Gasol would guard me and then Bynum swings to me. So, I went, like, one for 20 from three. And people in Phoenix are boo. Oh, dude, I was awful. The first three or four games. Awful. And I was like, I'm not shooting. Yeah, yeah, later. It was too late then. Kobe, Kobe did Kobe. It was too late. It was too late. So I was getting booed going to get breakfast sandwiches. Stop shooting. Stop shooting. You're trash. And I'm like, damn, I've been shooting this way all year. It's like, it's kind of hard to shoot when it's like, Derek Fisher, Kobe, Ron Artest, Lamar Odom, Pau Gasol, freaking, and, and God knows who, right? And, and Meta, I'm just, yeah, oh, dude, y'all were there so quick, so I just had to, yeah, I had to keep keep shooting and keep shooting, and finally, after, you know, Kobe stepped out of pounds, RIP, and you caught that air ball, you know, that series was over. Yeah, got- then we had to start triple teaming him. That was a good series, man. And it was over. That was a hell of a series, man. That was like, it was close. It wasn't like it was a blowout. No. But it was just like, how do you guard a guy when you're triple teaming him? And he's slapping your coach on the butt. Like, <laughs> good try. Yeah, like, what damn. What's your favorite memory from that series, Meta? Uh, I mean, Kobe was incredible, man. I mean, just, I remember, playing, I remember playing with Kobe and just like watching him sometimes and like, wow, this guy's doing amazing stuff. And I had to get my head back in the game because he's always. Like in Boston, he had 25 straight points, right? Like all of our points from the third to the fourth quarter. And I remember watching it, you know, in the finals when, you know, a lot of pressure. <laughs> and he's just like 25, all the points. And I remember just watching him. I was like, wow, he don't, he don't miss big shots. And I remember, I remember being on the back of the bus one time. And I was like, I was talking to Fish. And then Kobe chimed in. I'm like, I'm like, Fish, um, how do you make big shots? And I literally asked him that question. It's like saying, <laughs> you know, how do you do, uh, you know, two plus two, right? It's like, like, how do you make the shot? Every time you shoot it, it goes in. 
when the Mechman accounts. When I shoot it, it doesn't go in all the time. Like, so how do I get this to go in? <laughs> so I remember we talked for like an hour about that, you know? But those guys, I think Fish hit more big shots than even Kobe that year. Fish always was on time. Oh, yeah, no. That, that was the most annoying thing about the Lakers. Uh, and there was like two iterations of the Lakers, and Fish, like, casually found his way back to LA. Remember, it was like he was in like Utah. I think maybe there was some Golden State, and he was like, "Yeah, I need to get out of here." Blah blah. And then all, next thing you know, he's back with the Lakers, winning two more championships. But dude, D Fish has that point four shot in in San Antonio. Like he hit so many big shots, bro. Like I, I don't know if there were many teams that had like the balance of guys that would make big plays, right? Because D Fish would do it, Kobe would do it. Powell would do, you know, what he would do, you know, and they were just like, but I think that's what, you know, great teams, and if you go back and look at championship teams, it's just like, well, fuck, like, if Kobe's going to pass it to somebody, he's going to pass it to D. Fish, and anybody's been watching D. Fish win five championships, yeah. you know that that shit's probably a bucket, he's going to shoot his shot in rhythm yeah. at his pace, and it was just, bro, oh, I hated the I like I loved the Lakers growing up, and I hated the Lakers once I got to the league. I did too, especially yeah, when they had Shaq. Boom, we came in early. They had Shaq. Said and I Kobe. did too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what, what you gonna do with Shaq and Kobe? <laughs> dude, well, dude, I was just nah. looking at the stats in 2000 when they won the championship, and people don't understand, and they like casually, casually uh, leave Shaq out of some of these like top five, top ten yeah, lists. It's like Shaq averaged 36 points a game in 2000. In 2000, he averaged 36 points a game. Kobe averaged 15 in that finals. Kobe averaged 15 in that finals. And you're just like, and that, you know, that's still young Kobe. Like 2000, yeah. he'd only been out of high school. He came out of high school in 96. So he was only, you know, 22, 23. Uh, and, and that's why when you look at Jason Tatum right now, and Jason Tatum is like, oh, he's struggling in the fourth and blah, blah. It's like, hey, like, bro, like when you're 22, Three and you're trying to lead and you're trying to lead a team to win a championship. Like, sh show me how many guys have been the have been 23 years old and the best player on a championship team. Yeah, or 20 true. maybe he's 24 now. How many? 44 minutes in the regular season is a lot different than 44 minutes in the NBA yeah. Finals, and you're the center of the offense. And that's what, like, I try to tell people. I was like, they do, they he has to play because he generates so much opportunities for everyone else but then the golden state doesn't shy away from going at yeah. him like he doesn't get a break so like by the end of that fourth quarter the beginning of that fourth quarter his whole body he just starts settling for jumpers you could see it's physically taxing on him to get two or three screens to find Steph or to find Jordan Poole. That's exhausting. Dribble, dribble, screen, come off. Next one, come here, dribble, dribble, and then go post up. Like when he gets used to that level of conditioning, he's going to be a beast. But that's what's happening right now. It's like they keep trying to find Steph, but Steph keeps ducking. So he's like, yeah, go play Wiggins. And Wiggins is locking his ass up. Wiggins is, especially in the fourth, Wiggins did a great job last game of locking him up, which is crazy. So it has been amazing to see them play. But I think Boston needs one more guy that could just drive and kick so that Tatum could just get a standstill jumper once in a while. Yesterday we uh, were doing the Lakers show and Geeter was on it. We all know Geeter. We're all very familiar with Geeter. And he said he was out surfing after game five in the morning. And a guy came over on his surfboard and wanted to have a conversation with Geeter, to which he thinks that Andrew Wiggins should be the finals MVP if the Warriors win. And Geeter said, you know, in very Geeter fashion, he said, I looked at the guy and I told him to paddle his board into the beach, have a conversation with himself, and then come back out and we could surf some more. Geeter think that's absolutely asinine. <laughs> Having said that, have you been impressed with Andrew Wiggins? And I also want to know, Meta, your thought too about the finals so far and what you're seeing. But also, I need y'all's take on what Magic said, win or lose, Steph Curry should be the finals MVP. So, nah. Go ahead. Yeah. Meta. No, I mean, I, I'll, I'll let you go. I, re I really enjoy it, man. I think that, I mean, um, so the your first part of that question, Ali, what was the first yeah. part? Andrew Wiggins. What, what, was, no, what was it? And his impact. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think um, he, he definitely looks like young and new to this, you can tell. But he's giving it all on defense. I know his offense is not like where he wanted to be consistently, but he's, he's giving so much effort on defense. And he's playing pretty well on offense. You know, he's making some good drives, some good drives without turning the ball over. 
you know, so I've been, I mean, I've been watching, I, I think, um, M- MVP, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> exactly. You, know? you agree with Peter. <laughs> yeah. But when it comes to Steph in that conversation. Well, Ste- Steph is just, I mean, I remember years ago, I like to make this claim to fame. Like right before Steph got MVP, I was like, he's going to get MVP the next year. And I think I said it two years before, it was on my Twitter. And then fans yeah. was like, no way Steph was going to be MVP, no way. You know, and I'm just like. That's you know, like you your watch. favorite tweet. That's your favorite tweet, isn't it? It's like, yeah, you know, yeah. Right? Come on, man. <laughs> I, I love those tweets. Love those tweets. <laughs> Digging the archive. I, I didn't delete that one. <laughs> yeah. But um, uh, I thought he, I mean, he's just incredible. I think he's going to be top 25, some top 20 by the time his career is over. Something like that. Yeah. He's just incredible. You play with him. I got him a little higher than that. Yeah, he might be. I know. I got him a little higher than that. But... <laughs> you might <be laughs> No, I think here's the thing. We are falling in love with Wiggins. Now, Wiggins is playing amazing. But we're falling in him because we don't have any ex- expectation for what he should right, be right, doing. Right. Like, Wiggins, it's, right? It's not like we go, well, if Wiggins doesn't get 20, then the Warriors lose. And now we're saying, holy crap, if Wiggins doesn't guard Tatum and guard Jalen Brown and give them 15 to 20, right. they're going to lose. He's averaging, I think he's averaging 17. Yeah. But everyone pays attention. They're playing four on four. And Wiggins is looking at Derek White and Williams and all these dudes. And Al Horford, like, y'all forget, he averages 20 for his career. He was just doing it in Minnesota. So he has no expectation for, like, he had big men guarding him. So he's like, oh, that's disrespectful. And he's just aggressive. And he takes advantage. He may not score for a quarter. And then he may go bonkers for two. And then all of a sudden it loosens up Steph and Clay and those other guys. But to give him MVP is he would need to have another 20 oh, and yeah. 20 game or 18, you know, 26 and but 17. Steph, he would need those games. Steph, I mean, Steph got two. Yeah. I'm not going to say, I mean, Durant deserves those because Durant was the best player on the team. But, you know, Steph, that, that's his team. And I feel like he deserved at least one of those MVPs. Just you should just give it some, you know. So this this yeah. year, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, that, those, no, but that's what that that's what that's literally what what I was about to say. It's like there's there's two scenarios here. One, the first scenario is um, if you look at the Golden State Warriors, it doesn't matter if they win the finals and Steph averages two points a game, they're going to give the finals MVP to Steph. Like there's only one other person that might be able to steal it, and that's Clay because Clay is like he is he is. There's Mister Warrior, and then there's Mister Mister Warrior like next to him. So it's Steph and Clay that uh, you know. So they would they wouldn't take it from Clay. Like if Clay were to be on this run and like go like forty and forty two, and Steph average twenty, you know maybe because they're not going to be like, hey, well you know Steph means so much to the game. Clay's going to look at him. It's like, listen to me. That is yeah. my award. So yeah. like. So they're going to give the award to Steph regardless if they win. One. Two. This whole players, we need to give the finals MVP to – to, we. that was an accidental thing that happened one time in the fucking 70s. Let's stop with that conversation of giving the finals MVP to a guy that put up the best numbers on a losing team. We don't reward that in the regular yeah, yeah, season. Yeah. We, we don't we – don't, we shouldn't reward – Yes, we no, do. No, 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 no. The MVP no, award. but that's not on a losing team. On a, on the losing. Yeah, that was more of a joke. Trust me. The, 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 just no, no, just, the, the, just the, the fifth MVP. place team or the sixth place team in the, the West. Sixth not necessarily the losing team, but the fifth the Yeah, but that, but that even that's controversial. So I just don't think that, like, we need to stop this. And, like, Steph, I, I'm not going to speak for any player, like LeBron or Steph especially, and say that they wouldn't want that award. But that award wouldn't mean what people think it does. Oh, well, dude, you played so well. And it's like also it's a little disrespectful to the winning team. Yeah. It's disrespectful to the best player on the winning team. Mm-hmm. And then it's also somewhat disrespectful to, in my opinion, the teammates of Steph. Because if you give the finals MVP to Steph, you're like, hey, look, Steph, you did everything you can. You were the best player. Right. Your teammates didn't help you. <laughs> but here's the finals MVP. They, they suck. suck, Steph. Here's your trophy. <laughs> it's like, no, bro. This is a team award. No. You know, yeah. like, it's a, no. You can't do that. And no, let's other just, people, so let's stop that. And other people on the other team, you got, they, they're worthy of it, like a Tatum or a Brown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure it's Tatum worthy of it. If Boston wins this, I think that's Tatum or Browns. I mean, that's the easy answer. But, like, you can't reward right. losing. I'm sorry, guys. we got to get out of this attitude. You can't lose and make it to the NBA. Well, well, right? Well, you you well, have right. to win at and, something. And also, 
They and, gotta and win at something. Say, and, and look, <laughs> I know we get we get a lot of heat because we played with Braun. But if Braun's not going to win it with those numbers and the team that he had in 2015, if he's not going to win the Finals MVP with Delhi and Timothy Mozgov yeah, yeah. and all, like if he's not going to win that, and you're like, Timo well, Fe. Steph has Clay. Drink. Yeah, Timothy. He's like he's got Steph. Clay, he's, got, he's got Wiggins. He's got you know he's got an All Star starter on his team. He's also got he's all, like now if your guys don't give you production, somebody who yeah, should be in the top yeah, seventy five. Guys don't give you production. If guys don't give you production. That's one thing. But to say you didn't have any help, no, you've got your full roster. Gary Payton the second is back. He just gave you double digits mm. off the bench. So let's not make it seem like Steph don't have no help and all this stuff. And right. his number, yeah, he played well, but that's it. He should have the most. He has the most improved. Clay is top seventy-five. Draymond is top seventy-five. Not top 75. Right, and he has champions on his team. Top seventy-five. Ish. No, I know what you mean. Ish. I know what you. Mean. He's a future he is, Hall of Famer. He's ish. got two. You know he's got what two I mean. Hall of Famer. Yeah, right, right. He is a right. Yeah, basically, who are healthy. And the one guy who won Finals MVP with a bad neck is playing every other game. And he has a Hall of Famer coach. If you give the (laughs) finals MVP to someone on a losing team, I like to think of that as like when we give children under the age of six participation ribbons for going out and kicking a soccer ball across. You better keep that ribbon. Save your money. Um, Meta, okay. Question for you. Because I know that you have your beverage of choice, your adult beverage of choice. You shared with us your night out with Brad Miller. Not too long ago during the season, right? Channing has his own wine uh, label, et cetera. We like to drink on road tripping when it's not 9 a.m. in the morning. If you were having your beverage of choice, kicking your feet up, hanging with your your fellas, your guys, watching the NBA Finals right now, what is going through your mind when you watch the way in which the game is officiated? Am I going to tell you the beverage I want? Yeah, do it all. Walk me through it yeah, all. Tell me the I beverage you want first. and what's going through your mind when you're watching the way in which the game is officiated today, please. Well, probably to kill and soda. To kill and soda at this point, because I can't do no more juice and alcohol because it's putting too much weight on me. Can't do no more juice and <laughs> juice alcohol, and no more to, no more margaritas, no more double alcohols. <laughs> I'm giving it up. Damn. No more. I can't, man. I'm gaining. I, I gain <laughs> no. weight so easy. I'm blinking. Really? I'm like, oh, like it's really bad. This, okay, oh, coming from really quick before you answer this question, coming from the guy that coming Shut from up, the bitch. guy that came to Spectrum, and we didn't have food the first night, and he was like going through the snack drawer, and then the next time we got food, and Meta ate the entire thing, and he came in after him. He's like, I don't know if I can do the rest of the show. He's like, I'm so full. I ate so much. Is that been a, is that? Has that been the hardest thing, like, uh, like since since you retired, is to be able, uh, is like, we, we've all like retirement's tough for us because people don't understand. We would eat ten thousand calories because we were training five hours a yeah. day. So like, even if you cut it back to half of that your calorie, if you're right. like, oh, I'm, I'm not gonna eat five thousand, I'm gonna you know, or ten thousand, I'm gonna eat five thousand calories because we're huge human beings. But then you're only working out maybe an hour or two a day. Maybe you're working out three, four times a week, which is great. If you work out three, four times a week for an hour a day, like if you go to a class, if you go do this consistently, it you will still gain 20 pounds. Like that, like you have to cut your calorie intake absurdly. Right. Like it's like people don't understand, like, dude, like that's how athletes blow up, is because you just don't you don't understand like the pendulum swing. Yeah. It's like, yeah. bro, like I can eat everything. Even as you got older, you get a little bit better. But it's like, cause I was working out and on my feet for four hours a day, lifting for an hour, yeah. shooting, playing games, sprinting, doing all this stuff. Doug, yeah. the, the amount of shit that you have to cut back, cause that's the part where I get in struggle. I'm not good at cutting back. So I just like, I need to work out more. When I retired, I first Dude, no, I was gonna say, get, I was oh, eating so much in and out burgers my first couple of years. Yeah, I was just like, <laughs> It felt so good to have a burger and not worry about like training, not worry about how your body yeah. feels. And, I, and then I, Yo. I turned around, yeah, I was 300 something pounds. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> In and out like, protein style really? is where it's at, though. Yes, yes. God's. Yeah, all right. You eat one. <laughs> I actually eat like two a week. Sweater. Hang on, Meta. Back to my question, though. How do you feel about the way the game is officiated right now? What is going through your mind when you're watching it? Well, they're going through another transition. They went through that first transition, I think, 
um, you know, in 2010, they was transitioning out of the physical basketball. Then they went, they opened the game up to overseas players because can make it. Because a lot of overseas players couldn't really make it in the NBA. It was like a rough game. So they opened the game up, right? And now they're going back to a little physical game. You could tell, like, the NBA might have been talking. It's a little more physical, and they're making a transition. They're still calling some flops, like the Jordan Poole flop. That was ridiculous, you know? And then, like, um, oh. Stephen Curry actually got fouled on two threes. They missed that one. I think that was, like, game four. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I feel like the officiating could be a little bit better. I was, I was looking at some of it now. I'm not too happy with all the calls. <laughs> I just want to tell I just want to tell everyone I am thinking about becoming an official. Yeah. I'm I, I'm I'm oh, thinking about. First of all, hang on. Official. First of all, you need to add context because that is probably very no. disrespectful to the actual officials that go through the grind of no. it all. One of my best friends going through it, my college teammates, she would be like, "Really, Richard, I, to just sit out there and say that I'm going to become an official as if it's not hard work at all." Well, who implying <laughs> that I'm not willing to work hard? Like <laughs> hosting a show is hard. Being an analyst on hard. our jobs are hard. That's just give like, the context. Right, like, you know, give the man, context. That's why I don't just do a lot of hosting, about, man. It's really hard. <laughs> that shit is. <laughs> that shit is it's, but it's also fun. But like my look, I'm just thinking That's about becoming an official. So let's say this hypothetically. <laughs> hypothetically, I want to hear your guys's. Hypothetically, if I were to tell you guys. I were going to go through uh, referee training and then referee in summer league. What would you guys say? Get in the gym and try to get a tryout so I can cuss your ass out <laughs> up and down oh, the court. Oh, I would get in shape. I would, I would be to, like, would, I, you mother would, effer, I, you're I, trash. I you up so <laughs> the only reason why I want to. Now, then I'm complaining that, about my, you. I hope you do all that fine. work then, then so that I complain about you. leaving the court in a timely manner. Oh, I Richard, know rules, bro. Richard, you know that you have I know to. What car, I know what car you, you drive. I'll you pop your tires. Run, right? <laughs> yeah. What? Like, what is like, great shit, right? Like, you know, Richard, yeah, Richard is a runner. I'm more of a great shape. Hang on, first of all, first of all, Channing, I agree with that. I sat in those practices and watched the both of you run. I would agree with that assessment. You are a biker. You are correct. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Channing is not a runner. I run from out of bounds to the three-point line as least as possible. Like, I don't like getting to the corner. That's an extra 20 feet. I don't want that. You can have it. That's why the that top is your that is my okay. Okay. So I don't need all this. Here's some more. Here's some more context, and I've been fu- so Thank there's you. there's some <laughs> I, there's some idea floating around because I've had a great relationship with the with the with the officials. I always love the because he, like man, he, the officials are hilarious. That's the thing that people don't know. If you actually get to know them, yeah. when you have a moment and you hit somebody or you foul somebody or you're frustrated, if you're yelling at somebody that you like kind of know and you've communicated to them, not just when you're yelling, the officials are, are pretty funny. They're, they're, they're assholes just like yeah. us, uh, but they're pretty funny. So, you know, there was an idea floating around. It's like, hey, Richard, would you be interested in doing like some legit referee training and then maybe refereeing like a quarter at summer league and i was like yes <laughs> that sounds amazing dude the game moves so fast richard you would get thank rough. you that's what i was gonna say the game thank is moving you. too fast for richard's eyeballs richard you can't see it moves too fast like even when you watch it on tv or when you watch it live you're missing you're missing six or seven things that may have an impact on the I'm game you can't show, call it I'm you not, don't see the ball, game like one, that. Yes, I do. Two. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Two. I'm not gonna just show up and just do whatever the hell I want. No, you got to go through training, right? You got to go through training, kind of like you know, like a, like a driver's license training, right? You got to, you know, and then you got to jump on the freeway. It's like you got to take your learner's permit, then you got to jump on the highway. So that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go get my learner's <laughs> permit, then I'm gonna jump on the highway. The first thing you do when you get your permit is jump I'm on the forward. highway. No, thank you. Yes. Oh my god, seen, you haven't seen Clueless. Yeah, no way. You haven't seen Clueless, but there, there's I have a great actually. Scene in Clueless. I used to run around and what? act like, yeah, I used to be. I, She's uh, seen a movie. So are yeah, you gonna do it? How? Well, yes. If, if they <laughs> like, if they approve it, if they approve it. 
I think it'd be one of the funniest fucking things of all time. Because I'm definitely going to give somebody a techno. Yeah, except for the guys for a playing. Quarter, and the last thing I'll say about this is basically when you do the training, you 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 know how the referees work in like that that triangle, that three where they kind of like flow. So you're not having to do it all. You're just having to focus in on like, you know, what it is that you need to kind of pay attention to. And yes, I'm going to get it wrong a lot, just like every other official. And two, it's summer league, so there's only like going to be like two NBA players on. on the- Jeremiah, <laughs> we need to clip this soundbite so we have it come summer league. Let's take a quick time out because we have a few products that we love to tell you about this week. Hey everyone, it's Allie again here for Nerd Wallet. You still dreaming about a home with a driveway hoop? Well, what if we told you Nerd Wallet can help you take the first steps to make those dreams a reality? Nerd Wallet's team of nerds research hundreds of the top credit cards and mortgages and more so you can easily compare and find what's right for you. And since you're getting a front yard hoop, let's make that backyard perfect for barbecues and NBA watch parties. Nerd Wallet can help you find a low mortgage rate so you can find the right place with lots of space in both yards. Ready to compare your way there? Take the first step by discovering the smartest credit cards, mortgages, and more at nerdwallet.com. NLS All right, Road Trippers, have you heard about Prize Picks? Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Our entire crew loves it, and we know you will too. Prize Picks has the best NBA prop game across the market. They offer more NBA props than any other DFS operator, and they offer every player and stat category that you can think of. Want to get in the game now? There's no better time with the NBA Finals in full swing. All new users that make their first deposit and use the promo code ROADTRIPPIN will receive an instant 100% deposit match up to $100. All you have to do is pick two to five players and select an over-under on their daily projections. And you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. Prize Picks even allows mixed sport entries. Use the award-winning Prize Picks app either on the App Store or Google Play today. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy. Prize Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Make this year's NBA Finals a little more exciting and enjoy a special bonus offer on us. Check out prizepicks.com and use the promo code ROADTRIPPIN or go to your app store and download the app today. Remember, Road Trippers, Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Um, okay, Meta, back to you for a second. Because we've called you on this podcast, Meta Sandiford Artest. Channing has called you Ron. And then we've called you Meta World Peace. Can you what? I've almost called you Ron like I, twice. I saw that, I know. <laughs> yeah, I, can I we, that. it's my bad. Can you walk <laughs> us through the name changes for yourself and the meaning behind each of them? Well, obviously, Ron Artest was the name. And then, um, then I think- Was when, your name. <laughs> was your name. That's my son's name. Now yeah. he's the third. But I think like when I was going through a lot of stuff in the NBA and for years and years, I was going to change my name. I remember Chad Ultrasynchro changed his name. So I was like, oh, I might change my name. But then Metal World Peace came from like overtime meditating and, you know, do all this Buddhism stuff. That, that took, it took a long time, like maybe six years to finally get to Meta. Then I played for Phil mm-hmm. and then I was really like inspired by Phil. So I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to make the change. I'm going to go ahead and do it. So Meta was the first name and then World Peace just came like naturally. There was a lot of stuff happening at that time. And I just kind of wanted to set my own narrative. And then, um, and then later, then I got married. So when I got married to my wife, um, her last name is Sandifor. And then um, she, she didn't really want to be Miss World Peace at the airport. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's kind of, you know what I mean? Hey, Miss World Peace. Uh, that's kind of a lot, right? So we just kind of, I took her last name. And then I put, and then, so it's Meta Sandifor Artest. And she wanted the Artest last name. So I said, all right, cool. I'll change it. Yeah, she wants the same last same name, name as her little. Because is, is your son, your son, what's it? So, what's your son's name, Ron? They all are test. Um, so, yeah, Ron, our test. Oh, our test. Yeah. Ron well, and, and look, and, and so for the, the people, like, I grew up, Ron, what year did you graduate high school? 97. 97. Meta. So, like, yeah, no. So <laughs> I, damn. I, 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 God, I, damn it. Damn it. <laughs> look, I'm not. <laughs> when I gra- I watched Ron. Uh, God, shut up, Richard. Okay, sorry, it's a coffee. I watched Meta when I was 16 years old. So I've known him since I was like a kid. And so when you would get to the gym, and he was maybe not as big as he is now, but like the way he was in the league, Meta was like that big, kind of like before he went to St. John. Like he was like the strongest dude yes. out of all of our like. Thing. So it was like, that's why sometimes it takes us a little bit longer to retrain our brains oh, yeah. because I've been watching, I've been, I was watching Ron and now he's meta. That, that's the only reason why. Just a lot of people we call me like Ron kids. though, like from New York, if early, 
in LA yeah. days, people call me Ron. Like a lot of the kids would call me Meta because they only know me as Meta. That's all they knew. A really yeah. young kid would call yeah. me Mr. World Peace. But like most people, Indiana is like they don't even know yeah. Meta. Just Ron. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, that was that was that was just for TV. Oh, that's just Ronnie. Is that Ronnie? Meta. Look at him coming down. Hey, I got a funny story. You probably I don't know if you remember it. So when I was playing for New York, David Lee and I, we played in like just like a summertime, you know, like a YBL league game, but it was in the Bronx. And so I have a car, me and D. Lee go down there. We're playing for like Diddy's team, I guess, whatever that was. And I think you were playing for another team. So I'm outside just waiting. They're like, yeah, we're going to wait, you know, because security, we're going to let Ron come in. You rolled up on the back of like a 90s two-door Mercedes, a gold Mercedes, drop top, sitting on the back. So if this is the car, you're sitting on basically the like trunk of like the he's car, in a parade. holding on like this, which, like, yes, like he's in a parade, coming down the street, bumping music, his boy, whoever was driving, pulls up right on the sidewalk, Meta comes off, shoes in hand, socks, walks into the gym, no shoes, just socks on. It was yeah. like, hey, let's have a good game today. And I was like, oh, I'm not on your team? I was like, okay, this ain't it. I'm not getting paid, and I got to play you in the summer? Nah, homie. I, I said, you can keep this. You can keep this. I played like, but I was I like, that's crazy. Times a day while I was like, yeah, everywhere. in the prime of my career. I would play 119th and 2nd, Rucker, Westworth, all day just playing basketball, man, on concrete, all summer. <laughs> on concrete. <laughs> that's just. Speaking. Speaking of that great segue, you mentioned Rucker. Did you see the ESPN's most recent 30 for 30 on Streetball? I, I didn't see it yet. And the but and I'm, one mixtape? Sure I didn't get a chance to see it yet, but I heard a lot of good You're things. You're in it. Oh, really? He was that dude. Well, you know, like back, a lot of times they don't put me on the docks in, in the Rucker. I never lost a game in the Rucker. I got three titles in the Rucker. I never lost one game. Give <laughs> But. Damn! Well, I missed like that's because nobody wants to play you. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> whose team did you play on? I played for um, I played for the first time I played was with Stefan and Stefan Marbury and uh, Skip to my Lou. I was 16 years old. Mm -hmm. I didn't play much, and then um, the next couple of years I played with uh, Diddy. So I got two mm -hmm. titles for Diddy, and I got one title. No, I got one title for Diddy, two titles for Fat Joe, um, in the in the Rucker. Yes, I played. Is that the one where no one showed up in the fact? Because I played, I played for Jermaine. I played uh, on Jermaine Dupree's team, and I feel like we beat. I feel like we beat Fat Joe's team. You weren't there, but they had yeah, like Kenyon. They had, I think, maybe Jamal Crawford. Uh, but I want to ask you one. Like, I saw the most random thing online. So people don't know if you don't know Meta, like there's a New York legacy to what like he he's done, and this was. I want to say towards the end, and when I say this, I say this respectfully, but, like, New York had a stretch. It was Steph. It was Sebastian Tal uh, Talaferri. It was you. It was Lamar. And there was even more guys. But I saw Elton. But no, but no, Elton no. But, Brand, yeah, no those ben guys, Gordon. But I'm talking about, like, the New York City guys. The New York City People guys. People forgot. Like, about it was like, Elton but, like, Omar Cook. People might not remember that. No, he just oh retired. My God. He just, he just now yeah. stopped it. Yeah. He just retired. What? I was like, I saw a video clip and I was like, wait, that's the Omar. He played overseas and was like, like he went overseas and yeah. became like, he kind of was like Stefan Marbury in China, but he was overseas like balling, mm -hmm. yeah. still playing. I'm like, bro, he's got to be 40 years old, 39, 40 oh, he years is. old. Yeah, he like, is. Yeah. I played with Omar. Played, um, was he on your... Riverside. Yeah, he played on R Riverside team with you, right? Yeah, he was, was our point guard, but he was always two years younger than us, but he was uh, such a great point guard. So he always played yeah, up. And he yeah. started for us, and he just led our team. We actually kind of yeah, maybe extended was... his growth a little bit because he was, like, feeding the ball to Elton and myself when, you know, uh, you know, and, uh, and Lamar sometimes. And I think that kind of made him, like, a, a, a team point guard, a pass first Versus being in his prime and scoring, but he's yeah. You were like, "Give me the ball, right. give me the ball." <laughs> like, they, yo, bro, you're you're here to get a lot of assists. You don't shoot the ball. Yeah, he, he's a hell of a player. He had a little time with. That's a dirty. That's a dirty, dirty, dirty <laughs> AAU team. <laughs> who you just named? <laughs> like, oh, just me, Elton Brand, you know, Lamar Odom, 
It's just like, oh, just us three. You're like, what do you mean us three? Yeah. People forget how good Elton Brand was and how strong that fool was. They forget Lamar Odom. Yeah. They only know the Laker Lamar Odom. They didn't see the Miami Lamar Odom. They yeah. definitely didn't see the Clipper Lamar Odom. And then you, and they only know the Lakers. They don't know the Indiana, the Houston, the Sacramento. Yeah. Ultimately, you had to play right? Riverside. Yeah, you had like, to play the Gaucho, crazy Riverside team. Church. Those were the teams that, like, you're just, like, you come from the West Coast and you would hear just stories. And all of a sudden you'd walk into oh. the gym. It's like, all right, everyone, like, and, and look, we were from Arizona, so we didn't walk into any gym, like, with any sort of swag. But we'd walk <clears> in, it's like, all right. Who like everybody keeps talking about this Riverside Church? Like, like man, I've been hearing about them for ten years. Who's on this team? You're like, those are those kids aren't sixteen, yo. Like, who are those kids? Because it was like it was like Lamar <laughs> Odom driving to the game. <laughs> then it was like you know like Meta over here bigger than people's dads. <laughs> then you have point guards out here doing weird. And you're like, yeah, like maybe maybe we should go back to Arizona. That team was crazy. There. We would win championships by fifty yeah, points. Yeah, like yeah. we 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 lost one game to Baron Davis team that one summer, but then we came back and beat them. He Baron was Ooh, Baron was, he was nasty. They beat us. They were the only team to beat us. We came back and beat them in the finals, but Barron wasn't there. We beat them by 20 in the finals. Barron wasn't there, but that was the only team we lost to. But we beat so many teams, and we had to try to run the score up. <laughs> it was just like, it wasn't fair, man. It wasn't fair, but it was a great team, man. Elton always been the same, too. He's been the same professional yeah. person since high school. Same guy. Yeah? yeah. Just that dude. Yep. Is there a story Allie, that's not out there from your so. Rucker Park days? That like stands out to you, or like that one of your favorite stories about that time. I mean, Rucker was insane know. at that time. Our era, it was crazy because like the, the games was packed, people on top of the trees, on top of the bridge, on top of the, in the buildings, you know, just jam packed like a club, like it's just unbelievable. And uh, it's just not the same. That's the only, that's the what you remember about the Rucker going to the games and police barricades, can't get in the park, you know, and it was just it was just crazy. But now it's not like that anymore. I don't know what happened. I know, obviously, like one of the topics that came up during the, that movie was about streetballers being able to play in the NBA during that time. And like almost every NBA guy said, absolutely not. <laughs> you mean to tell me how many guys are in the NBA? No, it's how a, many it was, guys are in the NBA? I played against 400. I played against some guys. I played against one guy who came straight, straight out of prison seven years. He gave me 57. I, had, I brought them a loose to the game. This is dude from um, uh, Kingdom Project. <laughs> And Malus, it was about to be a big fight too. I brought the owners, they drinking like it was wild. He was wild at the, at the game, but it was some talented players. Ali Mo, who passed away, Ali Mo, like six nine mm -hmm. point guard. But a lot of these guys, it takes the discipline, it takes the, it takes the um, you know the conditioning, it takes a lot to make it to the league. But when you talk about just basketball, it was a lot of guys who played who was really talented. Well, and so the ta that's a difference. Wow. It's like there's a difference between being talented right. enough to play in the league. Oh, there's a ton of these guys. Like Skip to Malou, like people don't understand. And like this, like when Skip was starting to do that, there were guards that could do all of yeah. the J. Will, all the J. Kids, Skip to Malou. Like he was one of the best. But like there's just a different discipline. And, and Meta knows this. There's a different, like the, the NBA is a business and that's the part that people forget. It's not just a business, it's the business of basketball. So not only do you have to play basketball, you have to be disciplined. Yeah. Every day you gotta show up, every day you gotta work, Every day you got to compete your job, compete for your job. Even mm -hmm. if you average twenty points, even even if you didn't play in the beginning of the season, you got to stay a professional, like mm -hmm. Meta did in Houston. And then he goes to average twenty, and then after he averages twenty, he goes to Lakers, and they're like, "Don't shoot!" And you're like, "Wait, I just said average twenty. Like, if you can't handle those things, mm -hmm. you can't play in the NBA. It's not, it's not like very few players are just like." Hey, you're a top ten draft pick. You're our leading scorer, and then you're gonna do that for fifteen years. Like that. That's you can count on both hands the amount of guys that that have those type of careers. So if you can't handle the business of basketball, and that's what a lot of people miss out. Fuck. Yeah. I'm not the most talented guy that I played against that played like like you, Meta. You definitely played Hell against no. guys when you were like nineteen years old. You're like. This dude is way better than I. Yeah, am. Like I like watching him play, mm -hmm. but like he never made it to the NBA. You know, I'm... Meta. Who is uh, other than Kobe? Other than the regular names, who are some of the guys that you were like? This dude is a walking bucket. Where you had to get good night's sleep 
um, to play against him. They were going to give you some guys. He always stands out because he runs a lot. And you got I had to chase him because at you know, that point in time, he oh. was so good. He wasn't my position, but then I, I would have to guard him sometimes. So just chasing him, it was just a track meet. And that, that kind of felt like guarding like Kobe and LeBron. Kobe and LeBron pretty tough, but Rip, Rip reminds me of a lot of those guys just because of his work rate. And then you have guys like um, Michael Red was pretty solid. Wasn't easy. You know, my, Michael Red was solid. slingshot yeah. lefty. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Awkward. Guys, just though. jerky, jerky. Who else? Uh... <laughs> wasn't a long list. <laughs> huh? I know you mentioned Brandon Roy once. Brandon was nice. I mean, I know you Brandon mentioned Brandon Roy nice, once. I was just like, wow. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he would, he would score. I I, I got him some games, yeah. but he it was games where he was just yeah. very solid. One dribble, pull up, handle. Yeah. Can shoot from everywhere. And oh, I would ra- yes, I, I would bounce. rarely say this, and I want everybody to take the context with this. I used to play just okay. This is why I could play okay versus meta, right? And this is one <laughs> one of the special things. Like this is hear me out, hear me out. I never dribbled, right? I never <laughs> dribbled. That was not my thing. So the guys oh. that would play with the ball, right? And there was only like one or two that could play with the ball in front of meta, but it was like Kobe. Like team, like those guys could play with the ball in front of them a little bit because they could just shoot twenty five times. Me, I never did that. So the only thing I would do is I would let J Kid do all the work, <laughs> and then they would throw it to me, and either I would shoot it or I would drive it. And yeah. so it's like one time I tried to like cross it over in front of Meta, and he took it. And I was like, I'm never <laughs> dribbling again. So it was like nope. I could play just okay because it was like I'd look up and I would have like you know eighteen or something. Yeah, you like always that. played but solid. Al- you always had a solid yeah. I always played. <laughs> Cause I would, cause I would never mess with the ball. Like, like I'm like Jay. Look, look, Jay, Jay. Look, dribble a little bit deeper. Cause when you throw it out, either I'm gonna shoot it or I'm just gonna straight line drive. I ain't doing this post up because I couldn't post. I up. can't. I'm not I gonna can't do like recall turn. one bad yeah. game I had against. I Hell was no. thinking about that. Maybe I always think about what I, what I guarded guys. But you always came out the game playing well. You never played bad. <laughs> because I never messed with the ball. I never yeah, messed with the bad. ball. I never did it. That's what. That's the reason why I can say this because it was like in going into the game, my only mindset. I was like, I turned into like Luau Dang. I would just like catch it and drive or catch Luau it. Was, Luau, 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 no. Oh, Luau, he was because nice Luau for a year or two. He started on like the run and drive. There's some names that are and run and yes. drive. Oh, I hated oh, it. Oh, it was the fucking hardest thing. I was. Hated him, it was. Andre Carolico. Because you, because there were, there was no defense to it. Like there was no defense to like like Antoine Jameson. Like these guys would never yeah. really like do a lot of dancing. They would just catch the ball oh. and either shoot, catch it and drive, or catch it and make a yeah, play. People forget Antoine like, twenty thousand points in his career, man. People really be forgetting about how good he was. Twenty thousand points. Yeah. yeah, he was a problem at that position. Yeah. You'd be like, I you'd know. be like third quarter. I'd be like, damn, how's he at twenty? Floaters, these little winky dinky floaters. He would shoot these little weird jumper. hooks, right? Shoot his jumper, and no, you're like, he was, hard. He was one of the hardest first? guys for me to guard because I'm yeah. like, I don't know how. To, I've never seen this game before. He's like, he he doesn't really dribble, but he he's good. He's no a, like Ron, Antoine Jameson, no handle, <laughs> like no handle, but just pure bucket floaters for six. Right now, if he played in the league, he would yeah, be he would body kill. He would people. He would because he, he was a stretch oh. four. That could post up smaller yeah. players. Like he was, he was an I, I remember guarding him, and yeah, it was like, how do you stop him? I remember times not being able to stop him because those shots is coming no, from all over the place. <laughs> oh, yo, I'm telling you, he would shoot from oh, his man. shoulder. Then he would like hit you with a floater. Then he would hit you with a pump fake, like running hook. Well, you like when the Lakers, and I thought, how do you practice sure these things? It was, it was me, Antoine, Kobe, Dwight, Powell. Snash, um, and a couple other people was on this team, like an amazing team, and I just for sure knew we was going to win the title. Because I'm like, you can't, you got to double to Kobe, you got to double Powell, and Antoine can score. So I'm like, how do, how do you beat us, bro? Yeah. We got swept by Dallas. Dallas? <laughs> and it's, Dallas you know how you beat you? <laughs> Dallas shot like 80% from three. Yeah, they're, That's they're how they beat us. you guys yeah, that year. They killed us. Oh, they shot. We couldn't believe it because the Lakers are just, you know, whatever. And all of a sudden you're watching you're like Dallas is really going to sweep these boys. And then in that game four, I remember that game four, they shot. No, but yeah. By, when Bino? Yeah, they just shot yeah. the ball is that where so, he so well. Like, it was just like, yeah, no one's going to beat Dallas right now. 
Yeah, Paige was hitting me. shots. Meta, we oh, love God, having yeah, you on. Yeah. We don't want to take your time. I will obviously see you a little bit later um, doing your podcast uh, today. Smart. But before we let you go, I think it's a story that will never get old. And you telling it is the ultimate. Um, can you take us through, obviously, for all of us that are now on the media side, it, it's like one of the uh, forever lasting sound bites that, especially for the Lakers, they'll play over and over. Um, and it's when Kobe passed you the ball and you shot the three obviously during that run and the way in which you handled the media obviously it would be completely different if that happened today but back then social media etc wasn't that big just yet um but just kind of like what that moment was like for you and then going in and how you handled the media what i mean so that game it was it was a it was a, a crazy run because uh, i wasn't playing good all the time you know i was just just trying to make it you know, just stay consistent in my thought process. But then you know, I had a really big game seven. After the game was over, I was like, oh, my goodness, I had a, I had a big game. I, I, didn't even, I didn't even notice, like, what was happening. I mean, we, I only had 20 points, but I had some key key. <laughs> only? You had 20 points in a game seven, bro? <laughs> I brag about having nine rebounds and two points in a game seven. Yeah, you were big in <laughs> I think I had uh, then, nine minutes. It was, just, it, was just, it was actually really surreal because after everything I've been through in my career, I said, yo, the basketball guards is never going to give me a shot at the title, you know, and for sure, I was back at it, you know, so then everything just kept hitting me. So when I was going on, the, I was going back in the locker room because, you know, they got Powell and Kobe. They're not really looking for me. But I'm like, yo, I had a big game. I go to my media guy. I said, why am I not on the podium? Right. So <laughs> I'm like, y'all got to get me up here. So I wasn't in the schedule. So I'm just waiting by the podium. He said, okay, you're up next. I said, all right, so that's when I got up there. My Wheaties, you know, I'm like, I really wanted that moment. I thought I had a chance in Indiana. I thought I had a chance in a couple other places. Um, so it was just like incredible. And then going through the whole playoffs, you know, where it wasn't really touching the ball for 20 times down the court, you don't touch the ball, right? So for Kobe to pass it, but the key was to stay ready. I was just like, I was talking to my therapist and everything. And she's like, just stay ready, stay ready, stay ready. So the whole time, I'm always like in a triple threat position. Even if I, I took one game, I had two shots. But I was a triple threat for the full for the full time, you know. And then that time, I was a triple threat. You know, it was just uh, fundamentals, and and then I was like, oh wow, it, it just happened so so fast. And it was like a little bit of like bitterness and excitement and frustration that came out in that moment. You know what I mean? From guys, I'm like, oh why he passed me the ball. Finally, it was times where I'm like, damn it, pass me the ball. You know, <laughs> I'm wide open. Or, be like, Kobe pass it, bro. <laughs> Did it yeah. ever cross your mind not to shoot the ball? No, in that I mean, moment? no, 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 no. <laughs> because um, it's all about the flow of the game, right? So I'm not really thinking about me. Yeah. Or I'm not thinking about like, if I'm going to embarrass myself. It's all about like the flow of the team. You know, so what's the best shot, yeah. you know, for that team, at, at, for the team at that point. So. I was pretty much naive. It could have, it could have been an air ball, honestly. It could have easily could have missed it. And... <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't, and the rest is history. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Meta is a champion. Absolutely, thank you. Awesome. Kyle. Meta is a champion. Absolutely. Meta, you're wonderful. Thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah, thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, thank you, thank you for and, uh, being on, man. Yeah, Appreciate uh, it. See what y'all doing, man. It's good stuff that y'all doing, Rich. I love, I love seeing you on television. Shane, I see you coming up. I appreciate you. Appreciate man. it. Yeah. Hey, you gotta you gotta catch Kurt, yeah, I'm man. trying. Kurt, you know, I'm Kurt, trying my little here and there. Gain a distance on everybody, man. <laughs> <laughs> ain't no ain't nobody anybody anybody no, ain't nobody listen, gonna work his hard. Kurt, Kurt, Kurt killing me. I know, man. I've seen no, him. Kurt works started, every man. day, like, three that's, times man. a day. That's a hard. It's really hard. Yeah. So yeah, um, that, that's that's like that's yeah that's why like anybody's all oh, perk. I'm like man, if you want to wake up at four a.m. Yeah. and argue with Stephen A. Go right ahead. That's what that man wakes up every day and does. I, I don't got it. Yeah, he's killing it. That does it for this edition of Road Trip and join us next week as we'll wrap up the NBA finals and get into some off the court storylines that have caught our way heading into the draft and free agency. As always, like, rate, and subscribe. Have a question or topic for our next show, you know what to do. Text us or leave us a voicemail at 657-522-5578. That's 657-5-CALL-RT. Until next time. All right, Road Trippers, have you heard about Prize Picks? Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Our entire 
crew loves it, and we know you will too. Prize Picks has the best NBA prop game across the market. They offer more NBA props than any other DFS operator, and they offer every player and stat category that you can think of. Want to get in the game now? There's no better time with the NBA Finals in full swing. All new users that make their first deposit and use the promo code ROADTRIPPIN will receive an instant 100% deposit match up to $100. All you have to do is pick two to five players and select an over-under on their daily projections. And you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. Prize Picks even allows mixed sport entries. Use the award-winning Prize Picks app either on the App Store or Google Play today. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy. Prize Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Make this year's NBA Finals a little more exciting and enjoy a special bonus offer on us. Check out prizepicks.com and use the promo code ROADTRIPPIN or go to your app store and download the app today. Remember, Road Trippers, Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy.